What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Cartoon Season. <laughs> I forgot the name of the show for a second. Um, I'm Tyler, and this is where we talk about animation, animated things. Today we got a good one for you. Modern day classic here. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, incredible, incredible film. Probably, you know, it's always tough to pick one because there's so many good ones, but this may be definitely in the running for my favorite animated movie of all time you know what i mean this is just incredible you know it's too good too good but we're, we're gonna try to put it into words today so uh, if that's even possible so um do want to talk about a few things i do want to talk about uh the art style itself obviously a huge piece of why this film is amazing um also want to touch on how they were able to put a lot of villains into this film but it it's not confusing you know, which is not an easy thing to do. Other movies, other Spider-Man movies, in fact, <laughs> have tried and failed. And it's like, man, you should just focus on one, maybe two villains instead of four or five or six, you know. Um, and then finally, I do want to talk about how much the other Spider-People push Miles into becoming great. Because um, that is also one of the, you know, one of the touch, or not touchstones, one of the, like the cornerstones for, um, you know, the, the emotional impact of this film, so... Um, but yeah, a few things there. Before I get into it, make sure to go to the Tiger T YouTube channel or other podcast services and listen to more episodes there. Um, have a good time. You know, we talk about animation every Monday. I always forget to say that. Every Monday. <laughs> Sometimes you get some bonus ones, but every Monday. So, uh, But let us start into the art style itself. Our style itself is incredible. Um, it is a mix of 2D and 3D. Um both literally and visually, if that makes sense. Um, 3D and 2D elements are obviously played in throughout the entire film, but then a lot of the 3D is used to look 2D. Um, not the first thing to ever do it, but I feel like this is the most popular example. Um, the, the first slash most popular example um, in just mainstream media. Um, you know, because there's obviously other things. I mean, like, Arcane just came out recently, and I know the Arcane came out years after Spider-Verse, but Arcane was doing it. Um, you know, Arcane was in development before Spider-Verse was, you know. I mean, it doesn't matter who's first, but, like, um, you know, this style isn't <laughs> isn't credited to Spider-Verse. Um, it only is by a lot of people because they feel like this is the first thing to ever do it, but... I mean, there was older stuff too. I mean, stuff in the past, like years and years ago. I mean, has has used, has you know, used 3D and 2D elements together. Um, you know, it's just that this is Spider-Man, so um, you know, it gets breaks in the big bucks. Um, even though it's the least, um, it's the least grossing Spider-Man movie that that exists um, by far. I think too. That's because it's a cartoon. People don't like cartoons apparently. Um, but, um, you know, some other examples of why the art style is amazing, not just the mixture of 2D and 3D, um, they're speech bubbles, you know, which, which do get used sometimes when people are speaking, but um, when they use them for thoughts, I think that's incredible. Um, you know, so like uh, a big example is when Miles is still kind of getting his powers and he's really confused. And, and, and this is after, um, I think this is after he messes with Gwen Stacy <laughs> um you know get, gets like the hair and all that out of her like 
um he's all confused and so like speech bubbles or like thought bubbles i should say um are kind of like forming around him and, and, and that's kind of his his like inner thoughts he's like freaking out so it shows there um instead of just having the voiceover which i think is really cool just, you know just adds to the comic book feel of it um and then we have certain effects. I mean, there's a million different effects, but um, one of the ones I really like is the visible Spidey sense. You know, whenever the little swiggles come out of the, the, the head, it's really cool. You know, because it's, it's just little touches like that, that I feel like the, you know, the animators, the illustrators, the designers, all, all that stuff, you know, everyone that works on this film, um, you know, they kind of put little touches into every moment, you know, every every screen cap, <laughs> um, you know, that just makes this film above and beyond, you know, um, you know, because little things they didn't have to do. They didn't have to do that. They didn't have to have a scene with speech bubbles and all that stuff. They didn't have to. Um, the movie still would have been great, but it's it's little, you know, polishing that that I think, you know, really sets this apart from other movies that have attempted to do stuff similar to this. Um, we also have the comic books as transitions, which is really cool. Um, again, it's been done before, but even so, like the, the turning of a page um, or like uh, zooming out and you seeing that the, the, the screen you're watching is a panel in a comic and then it moves over to another panel and zooms in. Again, something that's been done before, but this movie mixture of the art style fully committing to a comic book feel. I think that this is the best use of, a, of, of transitions like that. And also introducing backstories, you know, the way they would throw a comic book on the screen and it would be, you know, the, the Peter, what was it, Peter B. Parker or whatever, um, and then Gwen Stacy and then, uh, uh, you know, Spider-Pig um, and then uh, the other ones, uh, Noir, Spider-Man and, and all, all that stuff, you know, um, and it all being in their own style and, um, you know, it, it telling the backstory and it not... You know us not taking 15 minutes for every character to know their backstory because that is kind of the joke or like you know one of the jokes of all these characters is that like we already know the story you know i mean there's little things here and there that we don't know that obviously separate each character and make them all unique but for the most part we don't have to spend all this time on everyone's backstory because it's not all the little details aren't important the fun details that separate themselves are really cool but that's that's really what what it is used to accentuate. Um, it's not like, again, we've we've even on a grander scale we've seen Spider-Man before, <laughs> you know, a million times. Not only in films, but in com and you know comics, obviously, um, and shows and everything. So like, we don't need to hear everyone's backstory, even if they are different. Um, you know, we we get the gist. Let's move on to what this movie is about. Um, then even the the different Spideys, I already kind of was touching on that, but. Um, you know, every Spider-Man looks different, you know, um, very greatly. You have like, uh, the, the Spider-Ham, right? Isn't that what his name is? Spider-Ham. Um, him very much, uh, resembling more so a, a golden age cartoon style. Um, and then you have Noir, which is black and white, obviously more of like a, a dark, like, a um, true crime drama type thing. Um, and then you have the, um, the other one, Penny, Penny Parker, was more anime you know so i really like not just um you know flexing on the just general uh art style of the film but they also did different ones and did them all very well you know it, it, it didn't feel like a parody it felt like they were keeping true to what each um like each uh, tone w w was supposed to be for each character 
um and when you bring them all together it doesn't look weird it's like oh this is spider-verse are different characters but they all mesh very well together um which again another great accomplishment you know um but yeah that is that's kind of everything i mean again you could go through frame by frame with this film and, and talk about you know at least one thing about every frame <laughs> you know but the, but those things are kind of the things that kind of you know stick out in my mind and and why i feel like this is just incredible to look at you know i feel like even if the story of this film wasn't good i still think it would be be regarded very highly and still be a very important film for people who want to get into animation or even just art in general um to still study you know it visually you know even if the story wasn't good um but the story is good and we can move on to the villains segment so my whole thing here is that um there's a lot of villains in this film but i feel like they make them all work you know there are other movies like i said other spider movies even like spider-man 3 you know the 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 raimi film um what did we have we had salmon venom uh uh what's his name the hobgoblin um oh, i know there's more i know there's at least one more that i'm missing um venom salmon hobgoblin i think there's one more isn't there i don't know but like it's just too many you know and they introduce them in that film too like it's it's it's, it's one thing to like i mean i guess this is opposite but when you think of something like infinity war right um we're gonna touch on heroes instead of villains here but they don't introduce any heroes in infinity war because there's no point you know we already have built up all these other heroes all these other main characters so now they're coming into one film and yeah you may not know edge and everyone you know maybe you didn't watch every mcu film that's fine you know disney doesn't need more money <laughs> um but they still were all built up so like you're not like oh wait who's who's scarlet witch again like no we've seen her in at that point what at least two films i think age of ultron and civil war think we've seen her and i think that was it um you know so so we know a little bit about who she is you know obviously we know now more because we've seen infinity war and uh endgame and uh wandavision right um multiverse of madness coming up very soon um but like we knew about all of them so we had a connection to them and we weren't confused and we weren't still trying to fall in love with the character it's like with spider-man 3 the issue was was that yeah we already kind of knew about the hobgoblin but sandman and venom were completely new <laughs> so it's like why why are we still bringing up new characters in the third film and they're starting and ending there doesn't make any sense but to swing back around to this film they do it very well we got doc ock introduced as the the scientist there and we immediately know her motivations you know um we immediately know we we sympathize with her for a little bit because of how dangerous she deems everything as and she's even talking to kingpin like hey like this may not be ready like <laughs> we still have more work to do but she's a scientist is what she does you know and then i already i just mentioned kingpin um we made learn his motivations um, well, not, not immediately, but we, we, we eventually do, and we know it's for the family. Um, you know, we got Scorpion, who 
don't really know too much about him, but he's he's there and he he matches with the uh, the cavalry that is all the spider people. You know, um, he was never meant to be an important important villain in this film, but he is there enough to make the fight scenes interesting. You know, so we didn't really we weren't scratching our heads on who this is because the film doesn't really deem it, it deem it of any importance. Um, we have the Prowler who is introduced and he is Miles' uncle. Um, you know, we got a little bit of his motivation. We got a little bit of, um, of his turn at the end where he doesn't end up, you know, capturing or killing Miles. And then he ends up dying and that adds to Miles' character. Like, introducing one film and died in the same film is usually not cool. But the little bits that we've gotten from him and, and how throughout the film it matched with who Miles was trying to be and how he was kind of fighting with his dad on that um, and then him dying and him finally realizing who he is and, and what he needs to do it makes sense it's perfect green goblin was green goblin in this oh yeah we see a little bit of green goblin in the very beginning um we see him at the end um again he was another one that wasn't really built up as someone again it wasn't like other you know spider-man 3 <laughs> not to just talk bad about that film but like it wasn't that it was built up and now we need to know him and now we know he's important and we need to know the backstory. It's just like, no, we just, just like Scorpion, which is like another villain that's been thrown in here. Um, we know Spider-Man has existed for a while, so we know that there is the backstory that, um, you know, he, he, he is already an established villain. So that's just, they were able to do that cleverly by just making people like Scorpion and Green Goblin more background characters and even people, someone like Tombstone more of a background character we're not given their entire life story because we've more like more than likely already heard it in this universe you know spider-man <laughs> the one that unfortunately died has already heard it he's already been fighting these guys for a while this, this movie used half of its villains as just building out the world and for the atmosphere while the other half we learned a little bit more about them and i think that that was a perfect way to do it and and, and they also did it in a way that didn't seem like they were just throwing fodder you know because then you look at something like x-men like something like uh like x-men 3 where we see all these mutants and they're just dying left and right <laughs> and it's like oh oh that guy looks cool oh he's dead oh i guess we'll never know more about him <laughs> you know where, where those were literally just like it was just dust you know it didn't even matter Too. I think that's I mean again just that is another thing I think this movie does really well where the villains all the characters that they juggle in this movie it, it it never feels like too much like yeah there's certain characters certain villains and even certain spider people that I would love to have seen more of but I wasn't like sad that I didn't get to I wasn't like oh that was a missed opportunity I was like, oh no, everyone filled their role exactly how they were supposed to. Which isn't usually the case. You know, especially for, for movies that try to take on as much as this one does. It's not usually the case. It's usually like, why did they put this this, this character in here? You know what I mean? Um, but I think this movie juggles it all very well. And then more so touching on how this story is incredible. Um, the final segment of the other Spider-People pushing Miles. Um... They they were essential, you know. I think um, if the other people didn't come here, I don't know that Miles would have been the hero that he turned out to be, you know. Because obviously he got bit by the spider, and that was gonna, you know, that happened without anyone else. Um, 
but everyone else here gave something to miles that that helped him um you know actually turn into you know miles morales you know spider-man of, of this of this world and so uh some examples they're the only ones he can really learn from i think that's an obvious one um you know and, and and it sucks because we we do see other people you know especially someone like gwen stacy who even mentions that um she had to learn everything on her own you know um she didn't have anyone to teach her so the fact that we have someone like miles who has literally what is it one two three four five other spider people to learn from i mean he's he's destined to be the, the best of us all you know um you know, he, he he really starts to feel it after they steal the computer from Doc Ock. You know, that right there, very somewhat of a simple mission, but him even getting some experience from Peter and then uh, you know, a little bit from Gwen, like, there wasn't any other opportunity to, like, save the day, you know, and now he's 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 been handed one, and with that, he grows. You know, he, 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 he grows into a spider person, grows into Maz Morales, um, learns, you know, gets it very quickly on, on how to use his web to swing around um and also shows a little bit of his own powers how he can like turn invisible you know like there, there there's little inklings there of greatness um you know there, there's a moment uh, well most of it actually where he can't do any of his cool powers on command um which is unfortunate you know what i mean like but again without without them pushing him and them almost like berating him a little bit he would have never been able to get over that that hump you know he would have never been able to he would have just been frustrated forever and then i don't know would have would have never <laughs> tried his other powers ever again because why why would i you know there's no point i keep trying and trying and trying and you know there there would be no one there to give him some outside perspective um and then uh he he, he does get washed <laughs> in the big clash at Aunt May's house. Yeah, he, he isn't really, not too helpful. Um, I mean, that's really his first big fight. I mean, even with his thing at, with, with the Doc Ock Laboratory, didn't really fight too much, more so just escaping. Um, but with Aunt May and all the, the whole kerfuffle of all these villains, all these heroes, like, he doesn't really have a place to fit in with all of them. He doesn't really have any fighting experience. Um, he can't do any of his powers on command, like I just said. You know, um... And then that right there just even demoralizes him more um, because that was his opportunity to do something, you know. Um, they end up tying Miles to a chair and they go fight Kingpin, um, you know, because they even say, like, we know you're going to try to help, but we've seen you try to help and you've done nothing. It's not your fault. But you just don't have any experience whereas we are super experienced and like we've we've been doing this forever it feels like um easy and you know you know peter even um kind of uh goats him a little bit and he's just like well then fine get out of that chair <laughs> shock me with your magic shock powers and escape you know and then then you'll prove to me that you're ready and he can't do it you know and again, th this is probably the lowest moment for Peter. I mean, maybe aside from his uncle dying, <laughs> but like, this is a low moment where it's like, there's nothing he can do. He feels helpless and he feels like he's caused this as well. Um, and then 
he grows into his spider shoes <laughs> and he has a cool rooftop scene yeah that's i mean that is the iconic scene from this film um where again he, he learns what he has to do he finally grows into himself um and everything works out you know i mean because with this it, it was more of a mental thing you know it was it was more him him getting over this these these mental hurdles and realizing what he had to do um you know realizing how he actually could help um not just rushing into everything but um you know i actually learning um and then uh he joins all the spider people and he can do his cool powers on command so everything's coming up miles at this point you know um he can turn invisible he can do the shock thing like he's he's here he is an essential part of this team and he's he's gonna help he's gonna save the day um and then even at the end he, he knows that he must be the one to stay behind and use and use the the flash drive um you know not only did he grow as a hero in terms of physical abilities but he's also there knowing that you know he has to do the hero thing he has to be the one to stay behind he lets everyone else leave and he has to plug it in while there's still danger afoot you know um not many people especially someone his age and someone with his inexperience would be able to catch that so quickly um but he does and you know he ends up saving the day and everything which is great but again this is all due to the people around him because in my opinion if he didn't have everyone else here i mean what would he have done i mean he he, he would have learned to web sling like all this stuff would have taken so much more time like i imagine it did happen for everyone else here because no one else had a mentor no one else had someone that was just like them so again he's, he's built for success <laughs> at this point you know um he can do things that other people can't do you know so everyone being there you know peter being there at the beginning being that gateway and then gwen being there and being more his age and being to, to relate to certain things more and then the other group coming in and solidifying that we are special and um you know we are all destined to be heroes you can do it too but but it, it's gonna be tough you know and them all may, maybe being a little more aggressive than they had to in the beginning but i think that all was more kind of tough love sort of thing and being like war is happening like tomorrow <laughs> so we're doing this for you like if you are not ready then we cannot let you come in no matter how much of a hero you want to be like we we don't want to see you get killed <laughs> and and that's just it you know um but yeah i think that's the end um again the art style of this film is obviously incredible but the story itself is really good uh, miles himself is a very relatable character um and it's just cool to see all the other spider people you know um i do also want to mention that um at this point <laughs> yes uh, across the spider verse has already been announced um you know it's gonna be two parts apparently uh, well I, I don't know if we know that it just has part one <laughs> i guess it could be more than two parts um very strange for them to do more than two parts but that's there um i don't have too much to say about that we have seen the trailer it looks really cool it seems like they're gonna do a million more art styles a million more animation techniques um in that one and um it's gonna be crazy so i'm very excited for that as well um but please let me know um obviously what you think of this movie um you know where it ranks in your all-time list i feel like this very quickly became a lot of people's favorites um 
yeah i guess that's it um also let me know any sort of predictions i don't really go into predictions because i don't really know predictions you can do for across the spider-verse but let me know what any of your predictions are for that as well because um you know i think that film can go in a lot of places so also let me know what um what art style do you want to see because i feel like everything's on the table at this point so like i mean even you know you know people have been wondering about hey what if there's a live action element you know because sony is definitely trying to mix this into the rest of their their, their sony's properties so like are we going to see like tom holland or something or tom hardy or you know um i don't know about that but let me know what art style you'd like to see i mean it'd be cool if we see some crazy like <laughs> like um what's the art like you know the old stuff from like the 1930s and stuff um you know you know that like uh the the rubber hose animation what if we see a little thing of that you know that that'll be cool um but yeah and that's that's it um like i said please go to the tiger t youtube channel or other podcast services to check out more episodes until next time let me know what other movies cartoons anime anything like that that you want to see me discuss on here.